Yo, Taste Buds, this week's very special Vegas, all things Vegas, House of Carbs, brought to you by our good friends at Diet Coke. Diet Coke is shaking things up with a bold new look and four new delicious flavors. The OG Diet Coke, of course, still has the same great taste, but now they have added feisty cherry, twisted mango, zesty blood orange, and ginger lime to the mix. These flavors are so bold, you will not be able to pick a favorite. I, my own self, was looking for these flavors on the floor at the casino out in Las Vegas, Nevada. These delicious Diet Coke flavors kept me going and kept me paying attention to the blackjack table. Whether you're a longtime fan or you just want to try something new, give Diet Coke a taste. You see what I'm talking about. Diet Coke, because you can. Taste buds. This week's show also brought to you by our friends at Yahoo Fantasy Football. Yeah, it's almost time to start talking fantasy football. We're turning this football season into a fistful of delicious wins. You can do this by joining a Yahoo Fantasy Football League. Yahoo has spent the offseason making serious upgrades to enhance your experience. So when you play fantasy football on Yahoo, the wins are as epic as the season is long. To get in on the wins, you have to get in on the season. So don't miss the chance to play on the best fantasy football platform on the planet. Join a league now at yahoo.com slash carbs fantasy football. That's yahoo.com slash carbs fantasy football. All one word, C-A-R-B-S-F-A-N-T-A-S-Y football. My famous friends, a couple things going on at the ringer. You got to check out right now. This is a great deep dive. You have 15 or 20 minutes because it's the summer. Listen to this story. Unadulterated joy. It's available on TheRinger.com. It's an oral history of Step Brothers, which apparently was the most fun movie to make ever made. It's the true story. Adam McKay, Will Ferrell, and John C. Riley. That's by Alan Siegel. Also on the Ringer Podcast Network this week, the One Shining Podcast guys are in Vegas and doing some college basketball slash pro basketball crossover observation. That's Titus and Tate Frazier together. They're going to be blowing through their review of NBA Summer League in Vegas. You got to check it out. Speaking of Vegas, you have to get yourself to Caesars Palace to check this out. I was there about 60 hours. I had a wonderful time. I barely left the casino uh, and the restaurants. But listen to this deal. Caesars Entertainment offering our listeners a special roommate at Caesars Palace, at Bally's, at Planet Hollywood, and at Rio. This summer, up to 10% off hotel rates when using promo code LVPOD. That's L-V-P-O-D for stays now through December the 28th. That's all the way through the end of the year. So you can think about a trip you'd like to make this fall. Maybe you want to go bet on a little bit of football. The sports book at Caesars is wonderful. You can book now at Caesars.com. This offer ends September the 30th. So you have a couple months to plan out your fall travel schedule. Get in there, enter promo code LVPOD, get 10% off and enjoy yourself in Las Vegas. Thank you.
Hey now, my taste buds, my culinary comrades, my famished friends, my hungry homies. We've done it. It is another episode of House of Carbs, the food podcast for the hungry people, by the hungry people, on the Ringer Podcast Network. And I am your hungry host, Joe House. My hungry homies, this is a very special all Vegas edition of House of Carbs. What you're about to hear is Juliet Littman and I running down our own eating and drinking experiences in Las Vegas. That's food news this week. And we also are going to tease you a little bit. We, we taped an hour plus long show. I crossed over. I jumped right into an interview that Dave Chang was doing with a couple of his folks from the Momofuku Empire. We taped a full hour plus long uh, episode of the Dave Chang Show at the Caesars Palace Villas in Las Vegas with Chef Dave Chang. Sean King, the executive chef at Momofuku in Vegas, was with us, as was Matt Rudofker, the global director of culinary operations of Momofuku. We're talking the evolution of the Vegas food scene, the unique challenges of running a restaurant in the desert. That's the snippet. There's a lot more to this podcast, but we're going to tease it on out. Give this a listen. But first, how about some food news with me and Juliet? All right, hungry homies, taste buds, culinary comrades, welcome to this week's all Vegas version of food news of House of Carbs of all great eating in Las Vegas, Nevada. Of course, we're going to kick off this segment of food news with our inimitable and irreplaceable Juliet Littman, who I had the pleasure of both eating and drinking with in Las Vegas all weekend long. Yo, Juliet. Hello. What's up? <laughs> you sound a little tired. I'm tired, man. We went we went big. I think we did well. You did much better than me, to be honest. You were like really out late. We, we, we were, you know, you're in Vegas. You just do it. They're pumping in the yeah. oxygen. There are lots and lots of other stimulants available, uh, legal and illegal. I will say that I stuck entirely to legal stimulants on this trip. Me as well. Um, at this at this stage of, of life, it feels like that's kind of the play, but it was enough. I was buoyed by the enormous enthusiasm of our team, of our friendship, of, of all of the group, all of the ringer uh, uh, coterie that we had assembled out there. It was the best of times. It was great. Yeah, it was really fun. We got some good content out of it, including this podcast. It's all good. Yeah. So we um, ate our faces off we together. Did. We did. Twice. Twice. Two times, both at Momofuku. Both at Momofuku Vegas. Um, you also had the pleasure of dining abroad. I had uh, only two other meals other outside of Momofuku Vegas. One was at the Palace Station uh, Casino at the Oyster Bar there, the 16-seater that Dave Chang has made famous. He insisted on taking me there. We went for breakfast because um, when you're in Vegas, you have gumbo for breakfast. And I also had the secret secret pizza at the Cosmopolitan Hotel at about 2.30 in the morning with the cousin Sal. What else did you eat on this trip? I went to Carbone 
for dinner on Sunday night, which was delicious. And also um, many NBA related people were there, which was exciting for me. Like the entire oh. entire Atlanta Hawks contingent was there. So Trey Young was right behind me as I ate my food. That's um, pretty good. Yeah, it was good. And then like one of the owners of the Bucks. And just like Ed Davis was there on a date. It was just like, it was great. I was into it. Why not? I mean, the only thing that would have made it better is a little claytheism. I know, right? I went to Carbone on Sunday evening. And so I, it was my fourth fourth of four nights. And so I got there at seven. I was a little early for my tables, me and my friend. And I we went to the bar and I was like, I'm going to drink, but I just need to start with coffee. And then that led to a three beverage rotation for my entire th- I had like a three and a half hour meal, Carbone. It was fantastic. And I was rotating one, two, and three, water, coffee, red wine. And we, I like, it it was really strong. I had like an entire bottle of red wine over the course of dinner. And (laughs) well, that's what you do. Yeah, of course. You're there that long. It's not that hard. It's only four glasses. It was a cab. And, uh, at one point, I, I I grew from coffee to just straight espresso, like around like around the two hours of this meal, and it was but it was really good. They have this um, spicy uh, penne, like a and like a vodka sauce, and it was fantastic, like just so incredibly incredibly good. And like a beef carpaccio with truffle, it was amazing, oh, amazing as well. Yeah. I definitely recommend Carbone if you're if you're in Las Vegas. It's in the Aria, and. Um, it was just fantastic. I also on Friday evening had dinner at old the old homestead in Caesars, which is which is uh, where we were staying, and um, we collaborated with Caesars quite a bit. So thanks to them, um, and that was fantastic too. I mean, like obviously steak is great. I actually didn't get steak because I was I was like too full, but I had a, a giant meatball, which was excellent. But even better than that, I just love how at a steakhouse, like at the old homestead, they bring you just a bread basket and butter, and like it's just so good. It's like even that is like decadent and opulent. Of course. Have you been to the old homestead in New York? Of course. Yeah, yeah. So how does the Vegas iteration compare? It's a little bit, it's like a little bit less slick in some ways, which is kind of funny because it's Vegas, but yeah. you know, it's it's a little bit more like mainstream, but it's yep. still it's still really good. It was fantastic. Yeah, of course. Goes without saying. I forgot to mention, speaking of uh Caesars and, and pulling out all the stops, the 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 reason that I only had uh pizza late night Friday night was because we did the uh Bacchanal buffet at Caesars. Uh, the it, it, as the mid afternoon meal, and it was enough to 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 tide me over. That was all I needed for the entire the entire day. Yeah. Oh wait, I might be getting the timeline wrong. That was on Saturday, matter. man. Yeah, nobody's gonna hold this against me. I no. can't get the days straight or the meals straight. But in the in the <laughs> over the course of those handful of days, there were two Momofuku meals. There was the Palace Station Casino. There was the seasonal Caesar's Bacchanal buffet. And there was secret pizza. That's the, those were the, the those were the five eating moments for me uh, <laughs> during my uh, what was it forty eight plus uh, you know uh, you were there 12, like a, like a good like sixty hours sixty hours a solid sixty hours five meals over sixty hours we got it all done. Now I'm interested. One thing you just mentioned about your experience at Carbones, and this comes up on the podcast with Dave Chang and his Momofuku folks. Um, the uh, occasion of, of at all these restaurants, this, this kind of luxe ingredient component, 
you you talked about the carpaccio with the truffle, and you know we, we had these incredible off menu offerings at Mamafuku. We had the well, it's off menu and on menu. We had the caviar boat, which is available on menu, um, and we had the coat de buff with the duck fat fries. But well, what else did you encounter um, in in that vein or at at Carbone's or Old Homestead? Oh, like of just like pure decadence. Yes. Well, at Carbone, which is kind of similar to what they do at Momofuku and Majordomo, like they'll could they come tableside and they like make the Caesar salad like in front of your face. They put together like all that's they put together like all the favorite. ingredients. Yeah, and yes. that's like so it's not only like a really big and like decadent version of a Caesar salad. But you also get to see how they put it together, and it's like a it's a showpiece. It's really it's really the, cool. It makes it that and that is very Vegasy, and sort of makes the experience worth it. Table side Caesar is one of the very best things in life. Oh, I really have to tell you, yeah. I I can't I can't enjoy it uh, enough, and I especially enjoy um, directing or, or or not collaborating is the better way of saying. It. I'm not giving out orders. I'm working with the gentleman or or the or the. Um, the lady that's that's assembling this beautiful uh, order of ingredients, always more anchovies, always more yeah. anchovies than you think yeah. uh, a normal human being should eat. Because <laughs> I absolutely adore them. We also got um, like a caprese salad, and they came over to the table with like a one ball of big ball of mozzarella and like sliced yeah. it and like cut it like right in right, table side as well. And that was really yeah. cool. I loved it. They had to make a show of it. Yeah. And it was fantastic. Carbone was really good. And then at, at Old Homestead, you can get a 24 ounce steak for one person, which is just wild. But you can do it. <laughs> well, you wild unless you're 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 me. I mean sure. Could, 24 ounces sounds perfect. Right right down the path. Can right you down have the 24 the, ounces the in one sitting? Um I would be interested in seeing if we weighed the plate of uh, meat that I assembled as my first course at Caesar's Buffet, which was a com- a compilation of tri-tip, of brisket, of bacon slab, of prime rib, I would venture because and they were slicing it right off, you know, the the bone or right off the the cut, and then onto my plate. I would venture that I was in the neighborhood of. 30 ounces of of beef and bacon stacked up. Uh, now, it was covered on the plate. And there, there's video evidence of this uh, and photographic evidence of it, I believe, um, with, with some high-quality premium seafood ingredients. There was shrimp in there, and there was kind of a, a, a shrimp Italian salad kind of, kind of vibe going on as well. Um, so you may not be able to catch the full depth of of beef that I uh, conquered uh, at that first okay. se- seating, but um, yeah, it's 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 eminently doable. Okay, all right, I I, yeah. I believe you then. I I'd love to see it happen <laughs> one day. Um, tell me about your gumbo run because that's something that I was not privy to. Yeah, so uh, we had we were lucky enough. It was the cousin Sal's birthday, and we I think we're gonna there'll be pictures of of various elements of, of that celebration and maybe even the menu um, we're going to share on the Instagram at, at the house of carbs, maybe on the ringer uh, Instagram as well. Um, we, we had that meal, which was six courses or 10 courses and they wanted it to be 15 courses. And fortunately we put a stop to that. Um, but it, the, the, the lasting taste for me, was the wagyu beef, which was you know uh, extraordinarily decadent and and rich, uh, and then that was followed up, of course, by the Cote de Boeuf, uh, and then I went and gambled with Simmons and Chang, um, 
and, and cousin Sal. And we, uh, for some reason, thought it would be a great idea to be drinking fireball shots while we gambled whenever we needed to change the momentum of the way the table was of course, behaving. Yes, of course. Yeah. So at about seven, I went to bed. I had I had get uh, a row awakened at five forty five in the morning East Coast time. Flown to flew to L A. Got in a car, drove to Vegas with Simmons, and then stayed up until two thirty West Coast time. So I was working on a close to twenty four hours oh bender there. And about four and a half hours later, my phone starts going off. It's Chang, and he's like, "Get up! I'm hungry. I can't sleep." We're going to Palace Station now. And I sat there in my uh, in my skivvies, contemplating my um, relationship with, with the world. And uh, I texted back to Dave. The only thing I can taste right now is Wagyu and Fireball. <laughs> not the best combination. He was not having anything other than uh, uh, an affirmative. So... Within a half hour, he was at the front of Caesars in a vehicle with a couple of chefs from Momofuku. And the four of us went over to the Palace Station Casino Bar, which is an off-strip, um, mainly for locals, casino that uh, houses this incredible one-of-a-kind oyster bar. It's a 16-seat half-round where they prepare what they call oyster pan roasts in these um, single-serving boiling cauldrons, and you direct them, you tell them they have an offering, but they tell you, uh, you know, you can have this 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 uh, this assemblage of of ingredients. They're mainly kind of seafood ingredients, but it's also mixed in. You can get a, a down the middle kind of gumbo thing. So I had an andouille sauce. I had one that was chicken, sausage, shrimp, crab. And of course, since we were with Chang, lobster and also oyster in a roux that was very much like a, a, a gumbo kind of roux served in an enormous bowl. And I was very skeptical about my ability to handle this. And I'll tell you, I took one sip of it. It was incredibly fortifying. I was doing <laughs> it slurps. You. <laughs> it, it really did. It was like it was the the best elixir. What a sa- it was a salve. It was a you know I don't know. It was it was uh, an incredible experience. I could only do little slurps at first, um, and I will say by the way, of course Chang and 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 uh, the gentleman from uh, Momofuku, the culinary ops guy, Matt, Matt uh, Rudolfsko, order a dozen oysters on the half shell and a dozen clams on the half shell. I did have a couple oysters. I didn't think I could, but I did. House, you're uh, um, you're just really impressive. I can't believe you made all that happen. <laughs> well, and I, I all credit to chef. I mean, you know, if you put your hands, uh, you put your belly in the hands of the chef, you, good things are going to happen. I guess so. Good. So I can't recommend this enough. We it was we we arrived at eight thirteen in the morning, uh, Friday morning at the Palace Station Casino. And every one of the 16 seats was taken. And there is a huge cordoned off area where the line, where there's a line. We were the first foursome in line. We were the only people in line. We only had to wait 15 to 20 minutes for spots to clear out for us. By the time we left, um, the line was probably 30 people deep, all, you know, uh, uh, patiently awaiting their turn at this, this beautiful, uh, um, you know, just, 
otherworldly delicious, appropriate at any time of the day, um, oyster pan roast slash gumbo experience. I mean, I hope to have this experience myself one day. You're next time. Next we're time. going. Next time. I'll, we'll try yeah. to make it happen. There's just so much yeah. to be eaten in, in Las Vegas. It's, well, this is the thing. This wasn't even in, in, intended to be a full Vegas belly takeover by I the know. House of Carbs. I mean, we had a couple House of Carbs moments, but this was really about NBA Summer League. And, and you know, we, we intended to do a little sampling, but we didn't really arrive with a full House of Carbs game plan of places to conquer. And the experience we had, and the, you'll hear this on the pod with uh, Dave and, and the Momofuku guys, Vegas is possibly a top three eating destination in all of the United States right now because of the dual, uh, the com combined factors of how attractive it is for great chefs to go there and um, be able to make money at cooking in a pretty stable environment and afford the cost of living in Vegas. There's no state tax. So like chefs can go out there and buy homes, which is a, 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 like feels like a miracle. According to these guys, the other factor that's present in Vegas is access to every delicious ingredient available in the entire world. And it all arrives fresh and it, um, Everything is available in quantity as needed to all of the great restaurants in Vegas. Um, and you'll just have to listen to the podcast to get a little more in-depth on, on that. But um, For us, it was Vegas. also a drinking town because we had a couple yeah. of special well, let's drinks. Let's talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> so we ate at Momofuku twice. And on the second night, we both were looking for something a little bit different. I had started out drinking an on-menu cocktail that was like a watermelon drink. It was called the Summer Fling. It was really good, but I was worried about my longevity through the evening So I need and the next morning how I was going to feel. So I needed to transition from this sugary cocktail to my standard vodka soda plus a little fruit. Now, obviously, I usually go with pineapple, but I just I was loving the watermelon and it just felt so special and unique. So I asked our fantastic waiter, Max, who's Max. Like probably the MVP of my time in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Max, I want a vodka soda with like a little like watermelon freshness in it. And he's like, I got you. I got you. So Max comes back with this beautiful light pink beverage that is a vodka soda. And he's put a strawberry shrub in it. I'm sorry, not strawberry, a watermelon shrub. And yes. the watermelon has soaked overnight in water and vinegar and salt, I think. And it turned and like and like emanates that this resulting juice. And he put a splash of that in. So instead of vodka soda, a splash of pineapple, it was vodka soda, a splash of, of watermelon shrub. And we started calling it the Juliet Does Vegas. With good reason. And I I, I want to keep that for forever. I mean, I'd like to drink it not in Vegas because it was absolutely delicious. I switched over. So I I your drinking experience at Carbones, that was my drinking experience at Momofuku on uh, Saturday evening because I needed a, a stimulant. I needed a coffee drink to get going. Simmons and I shared a bottle of the sake. We were really enjoying because we'd had sake the night before. So we'd found one that we loved and, and we ran that back. Uh, and then I you, you shared with me a taste of this beautiful... Uh, Juliet watermelon drink, and I enjoyed it so much. I had three more. Yeah, uh, mainly because of Max. I mean, Max, Max was just kept really. Them to us. He was hustling, and I, I, you know, the 
I want to talk. I, I need to give a shout out also to the to the coffee drink, the stimulant. He brought me this a drink that I think we're just going to call the cartel, and we're not going to give any of the backstory. If you want the backstory on this coffee drink, the cartel, just go to Vegas, go to Momofuku in in the in the Caesar's Hotel, find Max the waiter, and ask him to explain to you the story behind the cartel. It's worth it. It's a great effing story. But this drink was some some uh, uh, combination of shots of espresso, shots of cold brew espresso, which they have available. They have the machinery for this physically on plant at Momofuku and the Spanish uh, liqueur, liqueur 43, which is kind of a sweetener, kind of something, you know, that that's uh, citrus and fruit with a little vanilla kind of vibe. But the ratio was proper. I, I don't like Overly sweet drinks, which is why I love um, the Juliet watermelon. Yeah. Juliet does Vegas. It was not overly sweet in any way, shape, or form, nor was the cartel. Uh, it was the perfect ratio. I think it was three shots of espresso to uh, some, to a single shot of liqueur 43. Um, I will tell you, he he warned. He said, we, we, we you really only need to do one of these. I had one at the beginning and one at the end because I wanted to go back out to the tables. Of course. Who yeah. wouldn't? Two great drinks, though, that we that were were basically like introduced to us for the first time in our lives in yeah. Las Vegas, Nevada. It was amazing. I, it was just a. I'm never going to forget the Juliet goes Vegas, and I hope or Juliet does Vegas, and I hope to have more of them. I was just googling how to make a watermelon shrub myself, so <laughs> I'm going to do it, man. I'll report back, let you know how it goes. A home a homemade watermelon shrub. Yeah, well, I, th- that's that's one element of it, and, and then. Any vodka other than Tito's, right? Oh yeah, I was going Belvedere all weekend. It was good. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. you can't you can't go wrong with Belvedere. I know, That's you, great. You really can't. Um, should we get into this interview you did with with Chef David Chang and to yeah. to the chefs from Momofuku? We must do so. Okay, we're doing it right away. Thanks, Juliet. Thank you, House. It was great to see you, and we'll resume regular food news next week. I enjoyed this personal we're, food news, though. Yeah, well, I mean, anytime we're together like that, we're having multiple meals together. That's the food news. Absolutely. The hungry homies know. That's what they want to hear. And we just gave them two great summer drinks. Yeah, check them out. The cartel is just really something special. <laughs> Thanks, Juliet. You got it, House. Talk to you soon. Talk to you next week. All right, my taste buds, my hungry homies, you know summer is short. Let's make the most of it. Let me tell you how to make the most of this short summer. Make the most of it in a brand new BMW automobile. Bill Simmons and I made the most of summer already in a brand new BMW. We just took a beautiful BMW on a road trip from Los Angeles, California to Las Vegas, Nevada for the NBA Summer League. You have seen the pictures. You have heard the stories. You have seen the videos. I want to tell you about this car ride. Holy extra cream cannoli. This car will make you feel something. I mean, it makes tight corners melt like butter. Green lights taste like delicious candy. Chocolate is my preference. The open roads smell like bacon. I'm sorry. Now I'm ready to eat a BMW. Of course, we cruise the whole way. The windows are down. We're blasting Tupac. We're blasting the Dre. We're blasting Bill's favorite Pearl Jam hits. And even though we must have heard Yellow Lead better 22 or 23 or 24, 25 times, I'm telling you, we had fun. It was a ton of fun. And that is what summer in a BMW is all about. But since summer's only 93 days long, 
You really need to make the most of it. You got to cram in the good stuff. I'm talking about spontaneous adventures, romantic sunsets, the burgers on the grill, definitely the burgers on the grill, probably with cheese. So hurry in. Listen to this. The BMW Summer On Sales event is right now. You're receiving exceptional offers on select models. But remember, summer won't last forever. Learn more at BMWUSA.com slash summer on. That's BMWUSA.com slash summer on. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Hungry Homies, quick word from our good pals at SeatGeek. As you know, buying tickets can be complicated and confusing, but there is a simpler way to buy, and that is with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every type of live event, whether you're catching your favorite musician, shopping for a gift, searching for a last-minute deal to see your favorite team. SeatGeek is helping you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, obviously by far the easiest way that I have found to shop for tickets. What I love is jumping in the Uber on my way downtown to see my Washington Nationals and I'm tapping on the phone. It's just a few taps. I'm instantly finding seats. It is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. It's saving you and me time and money because they are searching multiple ticket sites at once to compare prices and find amazing deals. To get the most bang for your buck, they're giving out grades on every ticket to help you immediately identify the best tickets for, for your price point. Every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you're shopping with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket. Sports, concerts, comedy, theater, eating events. If those are tickets that you want to buy, go ahead and do it. Best of all, our listeners are getting $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Download that app. Enter promo code CARBS today. It's promo code C-A-R-B-S for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, right seat, right now, right from your phone. Taste Buds Today Show, also brought to you by our pals at Hotel Tonight. If you love to score amazing deals at incredible hotels, you will love Hotel Tonight because they partner with hotels to help the hotel sell their unsold rooms. So Hotel Tonight is helping you find sweet deals at cool top-rated hotels. Hotel Tonight shows you the best deals at hotels you actually want to stay in. No more scrolling through endless lists of choices. And even though their name is Hotel Tonight, they're not just for last-minute bookings, although they're perfectly acceptable for that. I can tell you from personal experience, you can book in advance with Hotel Tonight, which makes it perfect for planners and procrastinators <coughs> alike. Hotel Tonight is perfect for spontaneous weekend getaways, staycations, three-day weekends, road trips, etc. So easy to use. You're booking hotels in 10 seconds. It's three taps and a swipe. There's a perks program where the more you book, the better the deals get. That's the HT perks program. Get the Hotel Tonight app now to start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels. That's Hotel Tonight, the only booking app you need. Can I ask, we talked earlier about the history, the legacy of food and restaurants in Vegas and how recently Vegas sitting here in the desert was literally a food desert as well. 
It feels like in the same way that we're talking about kind of in a single generation, there's been this sea change in the way of restaurants thinking about themselves and how to be successful. That Vegas reinvented food and really kind of overnight um, hit kind of a pretty successful model. What what do you guys think All hail Wolfgang Puck. Is that right? First and foremost, he's the real first. He doesn't get enough credit, number one. I think partly because of his extraordinary commercial success, People want to not give him the credit he deserves. I mean, he's gotten a ton, but I don't think we're here without him. Maybe there would be another chef probably, but he really set the template for chefs to come here. What did he open here? Spago. Oh, Spago in Vegas. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then someone like Steve Wynn, who like really put a premium on, I mean, when the Bellagio opened up, like that was a game changer, right? Getting Jean George, all these restaurants that would not normally be associated with Las Vegas. And then that just sort of like, like flattened out and mushroomed. And it's something that we've always wanted to be part of because like you can not only create a environment where you can be profitable, you can do things that you couldn't do before. Like that's again, a really weird thing. And in New York, Matt, can you tell them what it's like to work at Sambar? Without scaring anyone else. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, Sambar is a the, the building. You know, it's it's in a very old building. Things are falling apart left and right. Like the ceiling in the basement is literally crumbling on top of you. The health inspectors, there's no food down in the basement. There's no. There used to be this yeah. pipe down in the basement. I've knocked myself out cold several dozen times <laughs> because you just don't see it, right? Like it's hazardous. Sometimes I don't like it's, that. It's a restaurant where it's just you have to be unbelievably vigilant to the point of insanity maintaining the quality of facilities. And we act, we do a great job of that. It's just, it Old can building. drive you It's a 170 year old building mm-hmm. and you're working against the building. And most of what you cook is a correlation to the actual building that allows, you know, like there's only so much you can do. Huh. And being able to have a, a, not everything is perfect in our restaurant, but we have like the greatest support staff. Like anything we need gets fixed. Like, it's so nice. Because you're sitting inside of this yeah. beautiful building that, that, you know, with all this money. And, they and we, can, we can buy the best product, mm-hmm. right? Like, Sean has his own, basically, like, forager going to all the markets in, in L.A. and the Santa Barbara area and deliver stuff just for us. It's awesome. And you have opportunities that you don't get elsewhere. So, yeah, I mean, Vegas is now something that is not only great in the casinos, but off-strip, too, right? Like, you're a local. Like, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, when you come to Vegas, like the Strip is not the destination anymore. Everything is happening downtown. Everything's happening at Spring Mountain Road. I mean, even in Summerlin, it's it's expanding to sort of the suburbs of Las Vegas. And downtown was like, you didn't want to go downtown 10 years ago. It's sketchy, but now it's gotten this like kind of this cool urban vibe where people who are coming from LA or San Francisco or anywhere, even New York, they want to live in an environment that is a bit more urban. And now these chefs are breaking away from the hotels and like literally saying like, well, I don't want to be in a hotel anymore. I want to go do my own thing. And what's happening with Container Park and the east of Fremont Street, there's like these little restaurants that are opening up, but they're phenomenal. So if you come visit Las Vegas, try to eat a couple meals off the strip, right? Yes, absolutely. Are there some places that you can recommend? Absolutely. Sparrow and Wolf on Spring Mountain Road. Brian Howard's doing a killer job. Uh, probably the best restaurants in Las Vegas right now. What kind of food? You know, he's in Chinatown, so it's a really kind of a weird, like, a white kid making sort of, like, his version of classic Chinese dishes, but also, like, Japanese, a little bit Kaiseki meal. He does amazing stuff, things off a wood-burning stove. 
Yeah, Killer Chef. And then also Esther's Kitchen downtown. It's amazing. James Trees comes from the Mina Group, comes from these big restaurants. Mm. And he's just like, you know what? I'm not going to, he's not reinventing the wheel. He's doing food that's done in like Santa Monica, but in Las Vegas. Oh, right. Getting good produce, simple Italian food, homemade pastas, homemade bread. Like it's just killer. And then you have this like downtown cocktail scene is blowing up. They're getting creative and they're thinking outside of the box. And the box has been so long in the strip. Now it's like exciting to see the change. And it's happening like right now. And the thing that's happening in Las Vegas is literally happening in almost every town in America. Food is so good literally everywhere now because cooks that were traditionally like, I have to move to San Francisco. I have to move to New York are no longer doing that. They're, they're opening up spots all over the place. And that's like, it's really the best time ever to be a diner. Mm -hmm. But one more question I have on, on Las Vegas, what are the pros and cons operating in Las Vegas versus operating outside a casino? Like, do you miss, what do you hate? What do you hate? I hate that I can't just call my fish guy and say, hey, what do you got? And bring it to me. And I can't go to the- Wait, the, wait no, no. What do, you, what do you mean? So like, again, yeah. like you're, uh, you're going way too far ahead because fish guy and ordering, like when does that happen? It happens basically through a computer and you put a requisition into a purchaser. The purchaser sends out a an order to the vendor and then the vendor gets back to the purchaser. And by that time, it's like, I don't know what I'm getting if I'm getting it. And it's, it's a lot about relationships, right? It's a relationship with the vendor. Obviously, they understand what goes on with the hotels and you're kind of blind to it, a lot of it. But that that's the way it is in this space. What is it like in a, in a kind yeah. of a non-hotel? Matt, how do you, when you <laughs> order fish, like that's not how you order. No, I mean, when we're ordering <laughs> fish, there's there's... Dozens of people we might go to typically, you know, with Sambar, like, I'll have somebody calling me at 4 a.m. Like, hey, I just landed at the dock. I don't have this, but I have something that's super great. I'm going to send that to you instead. And you're able to have this closer relationship. You're cutting out a middleman. Are they calling you or texting you Both. at 4 in the morning? No, they're mostly Both. calling me because they know. Sleep? I, I used to, this is also a big change in my life. I used to always leave my phone on sound and very loud in case I get a call from a vendor of the guys on the dock. Yeah. yeah. Because the, I, the, the prospect of opening up a restaurant without the fish that you want is so mortifying that you are like scared into staying up to make sure that you don't miss the phone call. I mean, you like, know, it's, the prospect it's, of telling your chef like, uh, yeah, we're not getting the sea bass. And that's important for me. Like our supplier for pork for pretty much all of our restaurants, you know, like I've, I've been to every one of their farms. I've been to the processing plant, the family that runs the processing plant. I've stayed at their house. I have all of their cell phone numbers and they even have like next to Momofuku, they have crazy Matt because they know my <laughs> the specs that we want on pork are these sometimes the are insane. Uh, Benton's purchases from them, but oh, it's God. heritage foods. Oh, okay. And basically they work with a small group of farmers and, and we've been purchasing from them for over a decade. What part of the country is that? At Madisonville, Tennessee. Oh, awesome. But Back to the Vegas part, right? That probably drives you apeshit. I mean, I know when we opened up, I was like, what the fuck? We can't order? I can't order a red onion? Like, what the fuck? Yep. To get the onions we wanted took like five weeks. Why? Because of this giant corporate bureaucracy. Like, it's necessary, but you sacrifice like instant gratification and quick fix for well, like this where, where giant- Where do you get a red shit. onion from in Vegas? I don't even know anymore. Thank well, God. You just have to Probably go through LA? two to three middlemen yeah, to right. be able to get the product. You can't, you yeah. know, it's just really hard to okay. get what you want. It is. And thankfully, like after, you know, almost a year and a half of business now, we we have a relationship with the hotel and they know that like we have our sacred cows. So heritage foods, obviously we're using. And now it's, that's not the cheapest. That's the commodity with the hotel. I mean, that's a commodity that you want to use. They want to use what's the best for all the other outlets to use. Whereas we want to bring in something special that's, 
again, when you dine, you go, wow, there's a story behind this, right? Where there's not really a story behind the red onion. The red onion is a red onion. You can get it from a lot of different vendors, but like heritage foods, we want to buy from. We want to buy from our fish guy who we want to buy from. And it's that relationship we have to really kind of, it's that balancing act. And it is, it is frustrating at sometimes. In our restaurant in Australia, it's like a 20 seat restaurant. It's really intimate. And I don't buy our meats or fish from the casino. We just do it ourselves because uh-huh. like they just come to our door and we get in trouble every time. Oh, so I don't have the patience. So he's way more patient than I could <laughs> yeah. ever be, but there are a lot of differences. So what else are some other big differences? And then I want to like explain to house how like the inner workings of the Vegas commissary structure works a little bit. Yeah. So other pros, right? So the hotel has a whole, you know, they, they do all of our purchasing for us. So they are responsible for most of the, the inventory and the numbers and they house a lot of stuff for us. So for instance, we can order things every day of the week if you want, because we have an offsite warehouse where they supply ah. things that maybe things that most restaurants- scale is just like something yeah. you can't even it's, fucking it's a understand. Big, it's, it's a Costco style warehouse where if we run out of detergent, I can literally just go put a quick order in they bring it to us right away. And there's a lot of that, as opposed to running to a restaurant across the street or borrowing yeah. from somebody in the city. It's it's definitely a uh, definitely different. Thing. I worked at Bally's Casino in Atlantic City for two weeks in like 2003 when I came back from Japan. No shit. And I worked at their noodle bar because at the time they were like no noodle bars. And I was blown away looking at the very first sort of commissary structure where it's a centralized kitchen. And you literally, it's like a supermarket. And so much of what gets made food-wise in Las Vegas is like not what anyone that visits Las Vegas could understand. Mm -hmm. Like literally you have a cart and everything is like a computer barcode and you can just run around this giant fucking warehouse full of every goddamn thing possible that's either cooked, made, soup, sauce, whatever, and just throw it on this giant pallet. And then like when you check out, they check everything out and it's like it deducts from your account. Right? Like it's awesome. It's fucking awesome. We can't do that in a normal restaurant. (laughs) Yeah. I miss the scale of things too. Like working at a smaller restaurant where you have to really be smart about what you put on the menu, right? Because again, the busier restaurant, you have to be, it's all about production and all about execution. So a smaller restaurant can usually put on a little bit more, you know, things that require a little more touches and not necessarily more intricate, but just like you have to be mindful of like what sort of environment we're working in. Mm -hmm. And a hotel thankfully is like really supportive of whatever we do and they give us the outlet. And so, yeah, the warehouse is an amazing resource, but again, yeah, that's the biggest frustration as far as like getting the product we want. Other pros is like, it is, it's a comfortable working environment. I mean, the place is beautiful. It's a brand new environment. You know, we have a facilities department. If something breaks, I can just call a couple guys and they come up and fix it pretty quickly. A light bulb goes out. I don't have to get up there and on top of the ovens and try to figure it out myself. There's a guy that comes, a team of guys that come and fix it right away. So that's where I'm sort of figuring out where we're going to go as a whole for restaurants. Like what's the sacrifice, right? To embrace that professional corporate bureaucracy to get the better quality of life and sacrificing that personal touch. I question how that's going to shape. And that's to me sort of what's terrifying and fascinating at the same time. So like I'm obviously in DC, I'm housed from DC. You had the Momofuku CCDC right there that where you had the opportunity to have some input into the design and into like the footprint and all that kind of stuff. How does that sort of compare? You know, it's its own standalone venture. They're both hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, opening any restaurant is not fun. (laughs) <laughs> but at least like facilities wise and in terms of, uh, yeah, we, we upkeep everything, right? Uh-huh. Like 
it's just different. Like one's like a co-op and this one, like we own outright. Okay. It's just a very different thing. And I only want to bring this up because when we were having dinner last night, like the questions were like, Hey, why is it this way? And how come they're serving this way? And you don't do it at the other restaurants. We simply have way different ways of doing things here that we just could never do anywhere else. All right, my taste buds, there we go. As promised, a snippet of the outstanding conversation we enjoyed very much with Dave Chang, with Sean King, with Matt Rudofker, the Momofuku brain trust out there in Las Vegas. Hungry homies, I'm very happy to tell you we made it a year. I haven't gotten fired yet. House of Carbs, the one-year anniversary was right behind us. It's a happy birthday moment for you and for me. Here is my present to all of you hungry homies. At the House of Carbs is our Instagram link. Here's what I'm going to do for you. This coming week, coming up next Monday and Tuesday, we're talking about July 16, 17, 18. The all-star Major League Baseball extravaganza is arriving. We have the Home Run Derby Monday night, the all-star game Tuesday night. Here's what I'm going to do on the Instagram to celebrate House of Carbs birthday. I'm going to give out some recommendations. I'm going to, we're going to go high. We're going to go middle. We're going to go low. If you're coming to D.C. and you're looking for a great place to eat, it's a wonderful time to come to D.C. and eat. We have high restaurants, we have middle restaurants, we have low restaurants, all of which are unbelievably delicious. We're going to put this together beautifully. We're going to wrap it up. We're going to throw it on the Instagram. So if you're hungry, you're coming to D.C., you want to know where to eat, you say, house, where am I going to go eat? I'm going to refer you directly to this Instagram gift, this great gift from House of Carbs to all of you, our beloved hungry homies. Thank you for helping us make it a full year. We're going to get this present up in the next couple of days. So it's there available to you at the beginning of next week. Until then, my taste buds, let's stay hungry out there. there.